Welcome to the Rethink Productivity podcast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by James Bradbury Willis, Senior Marketing Account Manager at Source. Hi, James. Hey, hey Simon. How are you doing? How are things? Yeah, good. Good. Thanks for coming on. So we, we know each other quite well because uh, we work with you guys. You do all our marketing. So for those that have seen our LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, New Design website, you and your team are responsible for all that great work. So uh, we'll just, just get that out there early. Yeah, yeah, so it's been fantastic working with you, and uh, it's it's just always try. It's always nice to help people. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, before we get into the detail and we talk around kind of uh, what Source do, I've given a bit away there, and um, how do you make marketing your marketing productive? Just tell us a bit about yourself, a bit of a career bio, James. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, well, where do I begin? I, I, you know, I, I got into marketing professionally after my comp sci degree, and I did my marketing masters. Then after helping run digital marketing at Abbey Uni for a few years, I did my postgrad diploma in digital marketing from the IDM. And then unbelievably, 15 years have gone by and I've worked both client side on my own consultancy business and an agency and that and working with global brands such as PepsiCo, Quaker Oats and Panasonic. And, and that's led me to where I am today. Yeah. Excellent. The source based in Shrewsbury. Um, tell us a bit about them in terms of when they were founded and some of the things they do. Sure, yeah, of course, yeah, as, as you said, Simon, based in Shrewsbury, founded in 1991, uh, working with local, national, uh, international clients, uh, both in B2C and B2B, uh, clients uh, like sort of bigger names uh, such as Tyrrell's Crisps, uh, Kalina, Great Bear, Absolute Collagen, and of course yourselves, Rethink Productivity. Uh, full service agency, offering all sorts of services like branding, design, uh, including like product packaging and stuff. Um, obviously, marketing, specifically in marketing strategy, pay-per-click, SEO, email, social media, copywriting, you name it, that, all that sort of good stuff. And then obviously, as you said as well before, earlier, website development, uh, general WordPress websites and e-commerce specialists. A fantastic place, fantastic team to work with. Good, good. So, I mean, I, I'm no marketing expert by any any stretch, a complete novice. Oh, you're in some pretty degrees. good. You're no, pretty good. No, I don't take that. But um, by the by, I think, uh, you know, th- there's lots of things you see, certainly on all the social channels around Google ads and click to spend and CPC and all, all these other kind of uh, buzzwords around. So I suppose oh. it, it kind of boils down to the to the big question of is your marketing productive? And I know you've got some kind of top line thoughts to share with us before we get into the detail. Yeah. So essentially, what one really what I want to touch on today is, um, you know, let's be honest. There's a lot. Most businesses out there fall into a couple of categories. You know, top of the head, you don't do any marketing. You do marketing, but you don't have any strategy approach towards it at all. Um, or you do marketing with what you think is the right strategy, but it just needs a bit of a freshener. So I just wanted to touch on today, where hopefully I can give you your listeners lots of tips and hints. On the fundamentals and what we're on, how we can help you and how we can make you know your, your marketing much more productive, as you said. Great. Go on then. Let's start with the first tip. Okay. Yeah. Sure. We'll start off fundamentally with what I call the fundamentals, believe it or not, and that starts off with who is your audience. And you know, you're thinking about some crazy numbers here, according to marketingevolution.com. Over thirty-seven billion dollars, sorry, is wasted on ads alone each year from poor market uh, target audience targeting. Um, so, you know, it's essential that we're, we're targeting and, and getting hold of the right people. Uh, so some tips for finding that right audience. You know, I want people to, your listeners to go beyond the, the normal sort of stuff like sex, age, location, profession. You know, I want them to really get drilled down to who they are. You need to know more about them, their interests, what gets them going. It will help you make your content 
a lot more engaging. You know, purchase intent is another really important aspect of it. It'll help you identify their pain points and challenges and how you can help overcome them. Also get to know their motivations, what, what you know, what, what uh, it will help you understand their audience uh, much more by just appreciating what gets them uh, motivated. So essentially, I, I want your listeners to uh, define their audience, um, analyze your current audience base and conduct by conducting interviews and surveys. Or how about trying conduct market research and identify industry industry trends? You know, I'm, I would like you to think about: is there a niche in the market that you could service that you've not thought about before? Another good way of doing things for your target audience research is see what your competitors are doing. I know we all talk about competitor analysis, but spend some time looking at what they're doing. How is it engaging? Uh, you can do this quite easily via uh, there's tools out online that can help you with your SEO ranking and your comparisons. Um, but also look at their social media. Um, another really important thing for you to do is create personas. So don't just have one specific target audience. You might have several. Um, identify the various types of audience they are so you can specifically serve exactly what they need. Uh, a, a tool that we always tend to fall back on is Google Analytics, but there's lots of other sort of uh, target audience um, tools out there to help you find data to identify who your audience is, and what's engaging and what's not. There, there must be, in terms of just circling back around on some of those points, certainly the things mm. around, you know, the, the wasted uh, 37 billion on ads. There must be lots, and I think we, we've been guilty of it in the past, um, of people playing with things like Google ads and almost you pay in the end to search for yourself? Yeah, so that's a really good point. A lot of people get, um, you know, obviously a lot of focus goes on to particular brand names. And, and sometimes that's really important because obviously competitors can be quite ruthless and you want to make sure that you're ranking for your name, um, your brand name and people that search for you. But yeah, you, you need to do a lot of things for like, spend a lot of time on keyword research for me in that particular respect, Simon, and identify if, you know, are we wasting money on searches that people would find, through, you know, were we better spending our money more effectively, not by having our brand, brand in a name in a search term, but more just focused on general searches and like long key key searches. So that's what I would suggest in that particular respect. But yeah, you're, you're right. But the one thing I would like to add is that you're always going to have a period, especially in the beginning of starting a new campaign or starting a new project, where you're going to learn. So there's going to be money that's not going to be wasted because you may not have a campaign that performs brilliantly in the beginning, but you'll learn from that. And then you'll be able to tweak things here and there. So then, you know, a month or so, two months, three months down the line, that's when you start drilling down your actual results. Excellent. So we've done some work understanding who our audience is. What's the kind of next step you suggest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, great, great question. So I like to, for people to focus on the correct channel or the correct medium that they're broadcasting on. Uh, regardless of your budget, you fundamentally need, fundamentally need to make sure that whatever channels you are using, they are performing for you. So um, what's the point otherwise? If they're not performing, then, then why, why do it? I mean, recently for yourselves, we, we've looked at LinkedIn uh, as, as a, obviously as a powerful tool for yourselves and we've decided to step away from um, Instagram. Yeah. Um, so this, we, we realized that we wasn't engaging. So why waste time on that platform? Um, so some tips um, to find the right channel. Um, first and foremost, you need to understand what are your goals? You're trying to increase sales, brand awareness, email signups, for example. Um, each marketing channel works differently and some are better at achieving certain goals than others. Social media can be a great way to strengthen relationships 
I just got a side note is don't always try and sell on social media it is about trying to build community while radio or tv for example a great obviously a uh, broadcasting your for your brand so whatever you do make sure you're utilizing the strengths of each appropriate channel um, i would say also focus on the channels your audience are engaging with and um, that means not trying to reach them when you want them but rather reaching them where and when they're hanging out so looking at say you're trying to engage with gen z well get on youtube instagram and twitch uh, if you want to talk to ceos at large companies jump on into, uh, LinkedIn is the best place to be. Um, also, focus on current clients as much as targeting new ones. There's always a great way of nurturing current clients and marketing towards them, ensuring you segment these and work you know, productively with targeting new and current. Makes sense. Makes sense. Although, yeah, I suppose there's a, there's a, a need almost to separate your personal you know social facebook i assume from almost work because they're targeting two different channels so do people fall into that trap of almost blending personal and work in their social channels well i I sometimes don't think that's necessarily a problem but i think it depends on where your company's at you know what what stage is your your company in its development Um, obviously as a startup you're you're trying to utilize as as many of your network as you possibly can where it might not be as it might actually not be applicable but you're going to get it out there anyway um for myself as long as you treat your social media as a tool that is focused on one particular message or one particular campaign that's the most important thing i would i would try and use your own network to help build your your channel but only for the right audience why would you want your own business to be full of people who aren't actually interested in your products and services so it, it's a difficult one but yeah your, your business uh, you should, for me keep your business to business um is the best way forward in that respect and it, it's cluttered right so if you go on linkedin there's a, a million and one adverts paid adverts yeah. um people promoting stuff so how do you find the kind of correct time to yeah well, start well, to push your material yeah that's a great segue into my next point yeah so as you just said you know um how as you said how are you going to cut through that class there's loads out there um quite simply scheduling your content at the times that are most engaging for your particular audience you know don't just don't post when it's convenient for you but actually post stuff it's not just about social media right we're talking about email campaigns um tv advertising radio it's all across the whole board it's not just like don't treat social media as something that you go i need to post something today oh, gosh i haven't done something let me think of something and you know you need to be more strategic about it than that um so yeah just finding that right time by particularly if you've got an international business just scheduling things in the right time zones in the right time or in an e there are email tools such as mailchimp that have time warp that's very handy it will only post at the most engaging time for your audience say in a different time zone so it's difficult because there's a lot of clutter out there but i come on to my next point which is about content so uh, and hopefully there's no easy way of cutting through that clutter but hopefully if you posting or scheduling posts or getting your message out there at the right time then you've got a good uh, you've got all the chance yeah let's touch on content then yeah sure so in terms of um content and it kind of brings me backed around to um, a part of what a communication strategy should look like. Uh, obviously, there's great tools out there like Asawa, Monday, 
and Trello. But you know, if if you don't want that sort of level of investment, and they're quite complicated tools, and you haven't got time to do all that, quite simply, we can start off with just a Google sheet. So I go off by creating a 12 month calendar with all blocked out uh, for each day of the month, and then with enough space to put some notes and uh, and what I'm doing in that particular month. But step one is essentially list all the dates that's going on in your world. This could be anything about product or service launches, particular milestones, USPs that you want to focus on. Um, we suggest, uh, I, well, I typically suggest to coordinate your campaign. So regardless of the touch point, it has the design, same design message, call to action um, throughout. So this, in essence, it starts off as your integrated marketing campaign. So regardless of what someone's, where someone sees you, it all has a coherent message that gets broadcast across. So step two in that communication strategy um, about creating good content is listing dates that's important for your various target audiences. What's going on in their worlds? Creating your content around your target audience is essential, essentially, essential, essentially, to ensure that you know what is happening in their world. So you can, you know, you're, you're, you're making content that's useful for them at that particular time. And then it goes back to then step three is the final step in this process where you then, you know what's going on in your world, you know what's going on in your target audience world, well, create the content ahead of time that matches those particular things. And you can then start creating, you know that you have a new product launch in June or you have a new milestone. You can deliver your content across all of the various channels that actually has the same message, content, design, call to action, etc. So don't forget to, if you, whenever you possibly can, do as much testing as you possibly can. So in email campaigns, for example, or social posts, you can do split A-B testing. Or if you're going to spend a lot of money on a TV campaign, just do some focus groups. Really drill down you know, the content that's going to work for your campaign, for your audience and for yourselves at the right particular time. And that's how you make your posts as engaging as they possibly can be. So, yeah, that's what I would say for creating a communication strategy around your good content. So just to summarize, you've got to post on the to the right audience. You've done all your audience analysis on the right channel, using the right medium at the correct time, using a communication strategy that ties it all together. Excellent. So we, we do all that or we, we start to lay that down because it's, it's a journey and it's one of those things that, that's ongoing, isn't it? So you don't just do it once. It keeps You keep yeah. tweaking it and evolving it. How do we know then if it's working? So we've, we've started to do that and it's kind of like, so is this is this working? What do we need to change? Sure. How do you measure it? So, yeah, so, uh, you know, there's a lovely, lovely acronym, KPIs, um, you know, make, help you make good decisions, but not all KPIs are equal. So we, they're, they're incredibly important, aren't they, just to be able to analyze your data to see where things are, need to be improved or, you know, what, what's doing well so you can learn from that. Um, won't go, you know, we won't go into, you know, I won't go into too much detail of what they are and how important they are because everyone realizes that. But they're absolutely core to everything that we do in campaigns, a post, email from email opens to, as you said before, click through rates, et cetera. I know at Rethink, uh, you also allow you to, you have like ways of comparing yourselves or your clients with other businesses. You've gathered all of that benchmarking data. Yep. So that's a great way of comparing their performance against other other businesses and other you know, industry averages. And that's a fantastic way of building, you know, a, a comparison for how your campaigns are performing. So remember how that one particular campaign performed and, and learn from that. And then base your KPIs for the next campaign based on that one. So it's really important. But ultimately, how do you determine the right KPIs for you? 
because as I said before, not all KPIs are equal. So set your KPIs based, based on the campaign goals. For example, if you're trying to increase the number of reviews or the number of sales of a particular product, be specific for that particular KPI. Um, consider what stage your business is in. Um, are you a startup? That means you may want to focus more on qualitative KPIs and testimonials. You want to try and drive them through. Are you expanding? That means you may want to focus on your cost per acquisition or your average order size. Focus on a few key KPIs and not loads of KPIs. Don't just gather these KPIs for the sake of them. Don't, it's not a vanity competition here. Depending on your business, the campaign and goals, I would always aim for around about three or four KPIs per goal. So keep it simple and keep it measurable, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. And you'll learn a lot more from it. You know, you see a lot of stuff that gets gathered. It's just data for the sake of data. It's, what's the point of gathering it unless you're going to use it? So simplify it, keep it simple from the beginning, learn a lot more. And then if you have time and the resource to expand, brilliant. Excellent. Good. And then I suppose to finish off, there'll be people listening who think that's great. You know, I can go go off, do all that myself. And I think it, it took us a couple of years, certainly to learn the value of working with a full marketing agency. So if you were doing kind of your elevator pitch, what would be the key points that you'd say provide value in terms of working with a full marketing agency? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's loads of benefits. I'm just at the top of my head, you know, you're looking at the expertise, it comes in the whole room, a team of experienced professionals working on one job. You know, it's not just, you're not just working with me, Simon, you're, you're working with uh, designers, uh, pay-per-click specialists, SEO specialists, um, you know, across the board. So it, that you've got all, all the expertise in one team. You know, in terms, of a co- in terms of cost, yes, obviously we charge you a monthly retainer uh, in, in, in your particular instance, but we can obviously do it on a campaign basis as well. But it's expensive. It would be super expensive for your business to build a team with the same level of expertise as what we've got in our room. Um, also, there's less commitment for you. You know, you don't have to spend all that money and effort building that team. And you know, you, if you have an agreement in place with a, a marketing agency, you can walk away if things aren't working. Uh, I'd also say, lastly, I, I would one of the most important ones is the access to our networks and the tools, specialty tools that we use that you probably wouldn't have. So t- typically agencies would have like a wide range of people they know or other industries or people that could help you out if required. And like I said, we have all the specialty tools and the expertise on how to use them. Brilliant. Yeah, and absolutely for kind of a business our size, it makes sense to have that place where we can go and you know dip in even things like the the cover for this podcast it will be generated by uh, the other james in your team so that's stuff that would one take us time and two we wouldn't do as good a job of it wouldn't be in the right brand colors all that kind of stuff so um lots of benefits lots to think about so really amazing insight james some great tips there Uh, if people want to get in touch with you where's the best place for them to find you yeah, absolutely. So um, by all means, get in touch with me. on. I'm on LinkedIn myself. Um, if you search for me on LinkedIn or forward slash James Bradbury Willis, all in one word, you should be able to find me. Um, also Source, fantastic marketing agency, as Simon said. Uh, best place to jump online at source-design.co.uk. Um, yeah, that'd be great to, to re- reach out to us and see where we can start a conversation and see where we can help you. Brilliant. And I'll put the links to those in the show notes so people can just click through, ironically, based on this podcast oh, and, and find lovely. it. Lovely. Great um, call to action. Exactly. Amazing. Uh, I've learned something at least. Um, so <laughs> final, final question from me then that everybody gets. What's the best bit of business advice you've ever been given? I would say keep it simple. I think we try and, and 
run too quick. We don't learn enough from the data that's provided when you can get a lot of this data simply and easily and cost effectively. Learn from it and build slowly. Put that strategy in place so that you're not wasting time and firing from the hip and you've got a proper structured plan moving forward. Brilliant. Love that one. James, absolute pleasure to catch up as always. Really appreciate you taking the time out to come on the podcast and we'll speak soon. You're very, very welcome. Take care.